the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Now, a story we have been covering here at great length in recent days and weeks are the restrictions, the continued restrictions in our maternity hospitals, restrictions that should not still exist. We were inundated with messages from people yesterday who have had and are continuing to have first-hand experience of those restrictions, including Rachel Birmingham, who emailed us here, the hard shoulder at newstalk.com, and she joins me now. Rachel, uh, thank you very much for taking the time, first of all. Can you Can you talk us through your experience of being a patient in our maternity hospital system this year. Yeah, thanks for having me, Karen, um, and thanks again for highlighting this issue. Um, I'm just about 34 weeks pregnant now, um, so I've been attending Limerick Maternity Hospital since January. Um, All's well with myself and baby, thankfully, um, but we did have a couple emergency appointments that I had to go in for. Um, and to be honest, it's been quite distressing. It's very different. This is my second baby, um, very different than my first, which, you know, my husband was able to attend every appointment. He was there for every scan. Um, this time around, we're six weeks away from a birth and he hasn't even heard the heartbeat. So, um, yeah, it's been quite emotional, quite distressing. Um, and to be honest, I can't see the reason behind the restrictions at this point in time. When you say at this point in time, you you would have been pregnant then at the, the height of the pandemic, of the the third wave, you know, when things were really bad in, in January, February. I assume, or maybe I, I'm wrong, maybe you can tell me, you probably understood to a degree restrictions back then? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going in in January, I, I unfortunately had a bleed at seven weeks and thank God it all turned out okay. But you know, at that point, we, we knew going in, look, things were quite bad with COVID, that I'd have to go in on my own. Um, it doesn't make it any easier. That being said, you know, you're sitting there by yourself. Um, you can't even kind of comfort other women who are in there. There was a, a point in time where I had to go back for another scan, um, which would have been in the early pregnancy assessment unit, which is now thankfully open to partners. Um, and there were women there crying um, on their own. So to see that when you're waiting to to, you know, possibly hear or not hear the, the heartbeat of your own child. Yeah, it's, it's very emotional um, and it, it does stick with you. So I feel for a lot of the women who, who went through that and, you know, um, had a very unfortunate outcome. Yeah. Um, but now we're, we're talking about staff being vaccinated, partners being vaccinated, pregnant women being vaccinated. Um, you know, I have both doses of Pfizer myself. So I, I just can't see why at this point... With all of that and the easing of restrictions for, I mean, we're talking about indoor dining, hospitality, travel, um, but yet the father of my child cannot be with me for the full duration of my labour. When you go back to that point at seven weeks, Rachel, when you had that bleed and as you said, listen, thankfully it, it turned out to be nothing to worry about. I mean, can you describe what it was like, though, when you got to the hospital up until the point you learned there was nothing to worry about. You would have been on your own through that yeah, process. Yeah, um, so when I arrived, I went into, um, you know, A&E, which in Limerick, all the admissions come through the same door. So you're looking at women coming in like that in early pregnancy or in late stage pregnancy, coming in in labor. Everyone comes through the same entrance. 
Um, so I sat there for about an hour and a half, I'd say, on my own, just waiting to see. Um, and then I was assessed, and then I would have had a scan after that to, to um, determine if, if things were okay or not. And even at that, I was told to go home and that there were no guarantees. So this entire time you're sitting there, you know, it's every minute is ticking by the worry, the stress, the anxiety, um, and really only having the comfort of my husband through WhatsApp, which it's not the same as him being there, you know, being able to rub your back, hold your hand, um, just that comfort and that the love that you need when you're in that sort of situation. Have have you was that it? Have you have you had any other hiccups up until now? Any any other emergency presentations? I did have to go back in at twenty two weeks. I was having some severe pain, so I went into um, you know again just to make sure everything was all right. It it kind of set off a well, I'll say a series of events. Um, the scan originally when I first came in looked like there could have been a problem, which meant I would have to be admitted and put on bed rest for what they said could be the duration um, of my pregnancy at that point, which was really scary. Um, at that point, I was only 22 weeks, so I was looking at you know a few months on my own, um, on complete bed rest, not being able to see my husband, not being able to see my you know toddler. I have a daughter as well who's just two this week. Um, so that, I mean, to be hearing that, when you're on your own, um, I yeah, I can't tell you how anxious and stressed and upset I was, um, and you're trying to keep a brave face then as well because it's you're hearing all of these medical terms and you're trying to take in that information, but all you're really thinking is, God, I'm not going to see my husband. Is the baby okay? Mm. Um, all this. So in the end, after I was in there for quite a while, I'd say I was in there again for another hour, um, hour and a half. The whole time being scanned, I had COVID tests, um, blood tests, you name it, um, you know, in preparation that I could possibly have been admitted. And thank God, in the end, it was all okay. Um, the, the final scan, they said, no, look, we're, we're happy. Just go home, take a week or two off of work, you know, um, rest and you should be yeah. fine. And yeah, thank God, it, it's been fine since then. But yeah, it was it was really upsetting, you know, um, and then having to ring my husband and kind of relay all of this and he's at home panicking um you know trying to find someone to watch our daughter so he could rush in with a bag and you can imagine just the the, the stress of the whole situation at the time oh i can i can i can only imagine uh, thankfully i mean uh, none, none of this is meant to be happening uh, anymore um routine scans and appointments people are allowed to attend sorry people are meant to be allowed to attend the labor in its entirety Partners are meant to be able to attend emergency presentations. Partners are meant to be able to attend. But, you know, we've been covering on this show uh, uh, in, in, in recent days and the reality is different on the ground. I mean, what's your expectation? You said at the outset you're, you're 34 weeks, so you're the, in the, 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 the final few weeks um, before the big day. Um, I mean, have you any guarantees that your husband will be there for, for all the labour? Um, no, I don't in Limerick, to be honest. Um, quite disappointed with the communication from the hospital. Um, I did write to them about a month ago and I received a phone call where I was uh, essentially told that over the phone, you know, um, they were looking at the antenatal appointments. They were looking at this, you know, looking at that was kind of what they said. But there were no guarantees. Um, and as it stands, 
he will only be allowed in the labor ward, um, again, at this magic sort of four centimetres active labor phase that they keep talking about. Um, and then so afterwards, they're, they're, they're still yeah. applying that four centimetre rule because that's, that's meant to yeah. be gone. No, Limerick is still applying that. So it's only when you go on the, uh, the labor ward. So when you go in into labor in Limerick, they initially would put you on an antenatal ward for the, the early part of your labor. Um, and to be quite frank, if with my first, that was the scariest, you know, hardest time was the early part of labor. Um, so to be facing that again without my husband, um, yeah, it, it does keep you up at night. Um, and it makes you think, you know, do I wait a little bit longer at home? Um, but then you're risking, you know, being one of the stories that you hear of women, you know, giving birth on the side of the road because you waited too long or, you know. Do you think, uh, sorry, Rachel, do you think that's happening? Do you think because of these rules, do, people yeah. are waiting at home? Absolutely. I've heard from a few women who are attending Limerick that they have chosen to labour at home longer, which uh, really scares me because, you know, if you live, it's it's quite a, a large catchment area for this hospital. So if you live an hour, 45 minutes away, um, and you wait too long, then you're putting yourself, you're putting the baby, you know, it, it could be a really horrible situation. And thankfully, I haven't heard of anything bad happening, but um, it does make you wonder, you know, um, are we pushing women to the limits here and, and what they're, you know, ex- expecting out of their labor, what they're pushing themselves to do? Um, yeah, it worries me. And if, you know, the Minister for Health or Paul Reid of the HSC or the, the, the managers of the hospital in, in University Hospital Limerick are listening to this. What's your message to them? My message to them is, look, I understand that your best interest would always be protecting women and babies from COVID. But um, in the long run, I think this is doing much more damage than we could possibly imagine. Um, and for the sake of a clinic running smoother, you know, this is not the answer. This is not uh, helping women. It's actually detrimental and it's really impacting our mental and our emotional well-being. Well, listen, Rachel, we appreciate you sharing your story with us here today on the show. No worries at all. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Rachel Birmingham, Birmingham there who emailed in on the hard shoulder at newstalk.com. You can use that email if you want to get in touch with us. We will put that issue, accessing maternity hospitals, to the Tánaiste, to Leo Varadkar after five o'clock. 